It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. I see you remember us now. Gadarene. Yes, I was there when the Nazarene cast you out. He did. A pity, really. After all the time we took finding the right host to inhabit, he had such potential after all. Still, I must admit to enjoying this body better. Poor refined tastes, and no flock of sheep to attend to. How charming. Oh, do not be that way pale, man. After all, we mean you no harm. We? There's more than one of you in there. We are legion. We are many. A composite being. The many make up the one. And the one can make up many. Indeed. Just how many of you are there? Once, more than there are stars in the heavens. But now... Now we are incomplete. Incomplete? Only a handful of us remain. All due to the fall of Atlantis. I don't understand. Once. Eons ago. We sought to take control of the Atlantean Empire. To use its technology and crafts to aid the coming age of Lucifer. An age of Lucifer? <laughs> you must be joking. Do not laugh, pale man. There shall come a time when Lord Lucifer will rise above the Creator and take what is rightfully his. But it is not yet that time. To aid its coming about, I, or we, swarmed through Atlantis, possessing many of its inhabitants. In a few short hours, we controlled the lion's share of the island. And that's when it all went pear-shaped, yes? I would not have put it so crudely, but yes, that is when it all went wrong. Rather than submit to us, the few Atlanteans still free chose self-destruction lest their wonders fall into our hands. They tore open a door between this realm and a place of eternal torment. Hell? No, not hell. It is known by many names. The Great Void. The Dark Realm. The Nightmare Plane. The Heart of the Forest. The Labyrinth. Those are but a few of its more common names. I've never heard of this realm before. Nor should you. It is a dark place that no one should dare enter. The Atlanteans tore it open and plunged the island into it. Taking many of you with it? Yes. Only through luck were some of our number able to escape before they closed the tear. But the vast majority of us may remain trapped there to this day. We long to free them so we may become whole once more. I see. And the hatch outside leads to this realm? Yes. The science of the Atlanteans was such that they were able to make doors to many of the other realms. That hatch out there leads to that realm. To my lost brothers. All right. Let's say I get this hatch open for you. What's in this for me? I free you from your curse. Hmm? Removal of this curse is minuscule next to what you're asking from me. But is it you desire? A favor. Favor? What sort of favor? I want the watch destroyed. Destroyed? Destroyed. 
obliterated. Gone. I want its every member torn apart and slain. I want there to be nothing left of it once you're done. I help you, and in return you remove this curse and grant me my revenge against the Holy See. I want to watch the watch die. I see. Glad the request. Hmm. Well, very well. I agree to your terms. Good. Let's get to this then. I followed the professor from the tent into the humid air of the Amazon rainforest. Commandant Heinze stood before us with his hands behind his back. Sister Vera Gomez of the Watch was next to him. In her case, however, her hands were restrained in ropes. Two guards stood next to her. Ah, Commandant. You'll be pleased to hear Mr. Byron has agreed to aid us in our cause. Well, has he now? Indeed. It's his help. I'm certain we will have that stone hatch moved in a very short time. You'll forgive me, Professor, if I am still somewhat cautious. Oh, but of course, Commandant. One can never be too careful, eh? Biden, tell me this is not true. You cannot really be helping the Nazis. What can I tell you, Vera? They made me a better offer than the Watch has. You will die for this. You know that, don't you? The curse will kill you. Not so, my dear Sister Gomez. I have the means to remove it. You lie. Not my style. I am honest to a fault and always keep my word. Now then, shall we proceed? Lead on. The professor led the group of us across to the far side of the encampment. There, set into the ground, was a huge stone slab covered in Atlantean markets. I walked slowly up to the edge of it and knelt down. I would not touch it if I were you, Herr Byron. A group of my men tried to open it, and they all died. The stone killed them. Not surprising. It's surrounded by a warding spell. A what? A warding spell. Designed to stop anyone from opening the doors who does not have the right key. How do you know this? This line of writing near the bottom. Roughly translated, it means, Only one who is pure and untainted may open the door. Then it goes on to some weird gobbledygook about the mystic powers of marmosets. What are we waiting for? Open the hatch. This may come as a great surprise to you, Commandant, but I am not more a pure soul than you are. In fact, I suspect everyone here has been tainted by dark acts at one point or another in their lives. Then how do we open it? Explosives, perhaps? <laughs> Wouldn't even scratch the surface. This is Atlantean stone. It could stand up to just about anything short of a supernova. Then how do we get it open? Easy. We use the only pure person here. I gently place my hand on Sister Vera's back. This is nothing personal, you know. With these last words, I pushed Sister Vera out onto the stone hatch. Oh! She stumbled and fell down upon its smooth surface. Oh! With a deep, grinding sound, the hatch began to rise out of the ground. A large stone obelisk with golden doors presented itself. Sister Vera fell off to the side and landed on the ground. Oh, a little warning would have been nice. Yes, sorry about that. How did you know that would work? I didn't. It was a gamble. I figured once you'd taken your holy vows, in the eyes of God you'd have become a pure spirit, and thus what would be needed to open the hatch. It's not as if I've always been a nun, pale man. 
I've been around, you know. Even had a boyfriend or two. Eh, there was this time in London that I took off my panties and my boyfriend went down and my... Eh, well, you don't need to know that. What would you have done if this didn't work? Then you would have been killed and I would be in the same spot as before. But let's not dwell on that. After all, it worked. A moment later, the golden doors opened with a grinding sound that filled the air. A cold gust of wind washed over all of us. After some time in the humid jungle, I found it almost refreshing. The smell that came with it, however... Oh, my God, that's revolting. What is that? That is the smell of death, sister. Ancient decay, heavy in the air. Rotting flesh, dropping from the bone. The vile, unholy smell. That is death. I find it almost welcoming. Like going home in many ways. Welcoming? I find that disturbing, Professor. Well, I take it we can gather this great weapon now? (laughs) Oh, my dear Commandant. You are such a fool. But I have come to expect nothing less of humanity. So gullible. So easy to mislead and manipulate. What is that supposed to mean? The professor crossed his arms and looked at the commandant. Then, with a malevolent smile, his eyes began to glow dark red. Everyone throughout the encampment stopped whatever they were doing and came to a stiff attention. All save for the professor, Sister Vera, and myself. I... I can't... can't move. Nor will you. Not until I will it. You can only talk now, because I wish it. How are you doing this? You know, I should really thank you, Commandant. The Nazis have been a great help in this little project of mine. But as the old saying goes, I fear your usefulness has reached its end. What do you mean? The professor said nothing. But everyone in the encampment reached down to their side and pulled free their firearms. And slowly, they all pointed them against their temples. Oh, no, what are you doing to us? This is the moment I treasure most. You know what is going to come next. You know there is nothing you can do to stop it. You are facing your own end. Your death. I must say, Commandant, I just love the look of cold terror on your face right now. Don't do this! I have a wife! A child! And I have no doubt she will find someone new. Someone to replace you. Auf Wiedersehen, Commandant. One moment the Nazis were struggling with all their might to stop themselves. To stop the inevitable. In the next moment, all of the Nazi troops throughout the camp pulled their triggers. Over a hundred people died in that moment, leaving only the demon, the sister, and myself alive. Ah, that was refreshing. That? That was horrible! You murdered them all! Strange you should behave this way, sister. The Nazis are the Vatch's most bitter enemy. You should be grateful. 
What? What are you? Very complicated. If you could take control of their bodies, why have you not done so before now? Why did you need the Nazis' help in uncovering the door? Because controlling that many people takes most of my concentration. It can be quite draining after a while. Better to have them aid me of their own volition. Until you decided to murder them all! Indeed. Now, whatever shall I do with you, sister? Like the Commandant, you have sadly outlived your usefulness. Do what you will. My soul is prepared. Can you say the same, monster? I think it would be wise to let the good sister live for the time being. And why do you say that? I, I thought you wanted all the Vanch members killed. I do. But we needed her to open the door. Who is to say that we won't need her to get back out again? You make a valid point, Pale Man. Hmm. Very well. Shall we be off? After you. Oh no. I insist. The honor of going first should be yours. As you wish. I reached out and grabbed Sister Vera's wrist and started to walk toward the open door. She pulled back against me. No! No! I will not be a party to this! Vera, be cooperative. The only reason you're still alive is you are still useful. I'd rather die than help the likes of you two. Vera, the method of how you die can be quick and painless, or long and extremely painful. I've heard Legion here can be very creative in the art of killing. <gasps> Legion? That man is the demon Legion? In the flesh, so to speak. Well, borrowed flesh at any rate. Now, if you are quite done, let's go. Vera and I stepped through the door. The professor came a moment later, and we were all plunged into total darkness. We awoke to find ourselves in a dark forest. The ground was the color of ash, tall, barren trees stretching out in every direction. The smell of death hung heavy in the air. What is this unholy place? Nowhere. Nowhere? What do you mean by that, demon? Just as I said. We are nowhere, sister. This place is outside of time, outside of space. It's nowhere and nowhere. By the laws of physics, it cannot even exist. And yet, it does. A forest that stands outside of time and space. You make no sense, demon. <sighs> we are outside of the divine plane. When you are here, you are beyond the works of the Creator. This realm was not made by God. It is an echo of the creation that came before. In this forest, stretches out binds about for all eternity. Like a labyrinth? Yes, just like a labyrinth. They are close, Pale Man. We can feel it. The others are not far off. They are gathered. We must make our way to them. What does he mean, Pale Man? What others? It's a bit complicated and would take a while to explain. Since you seem to have a better bearing of this place, Professor, which way do we go? Go forward. 
As we made our way through the forest, I could feel the watchful eyes of the creatures that inhabited this dark realm watching us. For the most part, none of them approached us, but from time to time they did make their presence known. In the name of the Most High, what was that? One of those who came first. Came first? What do you mean by that? Creatures that are native to this place. Those that came before the word of God. But God has always existed. There is no time before him. He created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> That's the way. But there are many ancient beings here. Behemoth. Dagon. Cthulhu. Leviathan. Esh. Zagan. Like this place, their number is without end. They are the ones who came first, before God created the heavens and the earth. How do you know all of this? Over the ages, I have made a point of studying it. Indeed, the Church of Rome has many books on the subject of this realm. You lie. I have read all of the secret books. There is nothing about this place mentioned once. Oh, my dear sister. Just because you are part of their zealot army does not mean you have access to all of their great secrets. But why would they do that? For fear it would turn people against God. That's something they simply cannot have. If the average person were to find out that God was just one of many beings with great powers, that he betrayed the others of his race and locked them away for all eternity, well, let's just say it might not go over very well with the masses, hmm? God would never do such a thing. It makes no sense. I fear it makes perfect sense. God put them here because they did not fit his vision of creation. He betrayed his own people so he could create a universe as he envisioned it. As he wanted it to be. Precisely, Pale Man. God has always been a jealous being, after all. Not want to share his authority. He has to rule everything. I... I don't believe you. God is peace. God is love. Do not forget hate and vengeance. Those are part of his nature as well. But we can debate this some other time. We've arrived. We stepped through a grove of trees and into a vast clearing. There were a number of stone buildings. All were broken and in an advanced state of decay. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to all that remains of the lost civilization of Atlantis. How does one describe the birth of something that is pure evil? Perhaps it is better to say the rebirth. As we walked into the center of the ruins that had once made up the great city of Atlantis, small wisps of what I had taken to be mist began to billow out of the ruins. Only these were no mist I had encountered before. They followed no form or reason. They twisted about in the air, following their own path, and not the currents of the air. Yes, they are here. You mean this fog, don't you? Not fog. They are the essence of what makes a soul. My soul. Professor Hauser walked into what must have been the town center. Near to him were broken remains of a fountain. He stepped into its center and then stretched out his arms. We are here, my brothers. The hour of our rejoining has come at last. Let us be as one. Once more, 
With that, the mist billowed into the professor's being. It was like watching a series of small tornadoes spiraling into his being. All the while he stood, with his arms stretched out to the dark heavens. What? What is happening to him? He's rejoining with the other segments of himself. Other? Segments? Parts of himself he lost ages ago. He's becoming one being once more. There was a sudden burst of light. Once it faded, all that remained in the fountain was the professor. With a smile, he stepped out and walked over to us. Feeling better? I... We... Ourselves once more. It's been a long time. I pray God damns you to the hell you richly deserve. Perhaps he will. But not today. Now, sister, open the door so we may return home. Aren't you forgetting something? Such as... I've helped you gain access to this place. Helped you regain the lost parts of yourself. I think it's time you remove this curse from me. Ah, yes. How rude of me to forget. You have done well, pale man. And you have kept your word. This time, I kept mine. Legion snapped his fingers. I felt a cold and intense chill wash over my being. A moment later, it was gone. The cold had faded away to nothing. But more than that, the curse was gone as well. I could no longer feel its presence on my being. I began to laugh. <laughs> Pale man, do you feel all right? Yes, Vera, you could say that. For the first time in more years than I care to remember, I feel... I feel free. Now then, if we're all done, shall we return to the mortal plane? Yes, we should. Sister Vera, you need to know how sorry I am. If there had been any other way, I would have taken it. What do you mean, Pale Man? I said nothing. I just reached out quickly and snapped Sister Vera's neck. <gasps> I let her dead body drop to the ground. You fool! Why did you do that? I should probably apologize, Legion. You see, I've been lying to you. The truth of the matter is, I do know of this realm. Indeed, I have known about it for a long, long time. But why have you not said something until this time? Sadly, I've been using you to get this curse removed from my being. And now that it is gone, I've been restored to my proper self. A lot of good that will do you. We're both trapped here now. Yes. And with the good sister dead, you have no way to escape the labyrinth. You're just too powerful now. Too great a threat. I was never comfortable releasing you at your full power back onto the mortal plane. The labyrinth is where you belong. I, on the other hand... Hailman! Come back! You can't leave us here! You'll pay for this, Byron. No one betrays us. One day when we are free of the labyrinth, we will hunt you down and make you burn for this. You hear us? Do you? You will burn, Byron. Burn for all eternity. manifested back in the encampment. The dead bodies of the German soldiers lay littered about the ground. In a way, I felt sorry for them. Like Sister Vera, they were little more than tools for me to gain my freedom. For a moment I wondered if I had known the outcome of my actions, would I have gone through with it? I decided it was better not to dwell on these dark matters. 
I began to walk out into the jungle with no clear idea where I was going, only knowing that I was free to go about my own task once more. This would not be my last encounter with the Watch. Indeed, because of what had taken place here, I would now be hunted more than ever, a being they would spend many years hounding and trying to recapture or kill. But as the old saying goes, these are stories for another time. For now, in that moment, I was free. And everything changed. A golden fire began to dance about my being. What? What's this? What's happening? I felt as if the cells of my body were being shredded, torn apart. And that's when I heard the voice. Run, pale man. You must run. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Season 4, Episode 7, The Dark Labyrinth, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Dave Morgan as Legion, Carissa DeWitt as Agent Gomez, Ellie Hirschman as Commandant Hines, with Victor Aurelius as Barry the Cat, and Godzilla as himself. Music by Shadows the Symphony. Byron Theme by Kai Hartwick. Script edited by George S. Nader. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. I'm Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. There are many things that we can all do that may help stop the spread of the coronavirus. But one thing we can all do is to have a plan in case you do get sick. First, consult with your health care provider for more information about monitoring your health for symptoms suggestive of COVID-19. Second, stay in touch with others by phone or email. You may need to ask for help from friends, family, neighbors, community health workers, or more if you become sick. And finally, determine who can care for you if your caregiver gets sick. For more information, go to cdc.gov and be well, everyone. <laughs>